Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode four, Negotiating with Yourself, Self-Love or Self-Sabotage. So I've been thinking a lot lately about negotiating with myself, mostly because I have found my inner voice trying to convince me that I don't need to do certain things, especially when it comes to my health, which is odd. Um, just because I am someone who I would say prides themselves on being quite healthy, how I like to define it. Um, but again, I'm I'm finding these that inner voice trying to convince me that I don't have to do these things that I've set out for myself ahead of time. And especially when I'm trying something new, uh, my brain tries to offer me a ton of reasons why I don't have to follow through on what I have set out to do. And I'm sure you have all been there too. Whenever you have a new situation or new circumstance in your life, your brain likes to present you with um, what can seem like rational um, reasons um, why you shouldn't follow through or shouldn't do the thing, etc. But I want to start with the definition of negotiation, which I found was finding a way over or through an obstacle or difficult path. And the synonyms that I also found were debate and haggle, which also just made me laugh. So when I look at that definition and then apply it to myself, finding a way over or through an obstacle or difficult path, the key words for me are obstacle and difficult path. So when that self-negotiation is the highest or the most prominent, it's because your brain is interpreting that there is an obstacle or difficult path in front of you. So if I go back to when my self-negotiation pops up the most or is the loudest, like in new scenarios, um, I like to get curious and ask myself why. And to be quite honest, it's my brain's way of trying to keep me at status quo and not change. And I know that I have an anxious mind. So anything new or uncomfortable is perceived as a threat by my brain. Let me give you an example. Now, the one example that I do have is for me, and I've mentioned this before, um, going to a new gym, joining this new gym, and there's this constant self-negotiation uh, happening um, before I get there. Um, and it's simply, again, my brain's way of saying, you don't really need the gym. You could do this. Um, you could do this from the comfort of your own home. Um and so it's this constant negotiation all the way there. Although I don't have the equipment that I would need when I'm at my cabin. And so that is why I've joined this gym. So I always have to go back to that piece as well. Why did you do this in the first place? And that helps get me there. It's a little bit more of that rationalizing. But I also have another example. I recently went zip lining. No, not the zip lining that you would imagine, like across a massive canyon or something to that effect, or rainforest, uh, because anyone who knows me knows that uh, that is um, not my idea of fun. <laughs> but I did go on this tiny zip line on this obstacle course that I did with my family. 
you're still harnessed in and you have to use your ropes to help you go from platform to platform and the, you know, the, the hooks and I, I don't even know what they're called, but um, th- these platforms are all placed very high up in trees. Now, when you're looking from the ground up, it looks like, oh, that would be fun. But then I got up there on these platforms because of course we had to start off on the green course and um, they all look pretty simple. Then I get up there and you have to go from platform to platform and it starts off with just a, a course. So you're hooked into the cable above you. You're harnessed in as well completely. And like you're shimmying across one platform to the other. And there's like, there's a base. So whether it's like a tightrope type base or, you know, you're walking from like a board to a board, but you're still, you have like a cable on top that you're hooked onto. So, you know, those ones were even a bit scary for me because again, my brain was like, oh my God, you're going to fall. And, you know, not recognizing that you are harnessed in, um, but I did it. And then I get to this second last platform and to that one, to the end one, there is a zip line. And I was thinking like, you know, my two kids went in front of me and I'm thinking, oh, it's a piece of cake. And then I get there and I'm like, what the hell? What, what did I get myself into? Um, so this self-negotiation was very real. How can I get out of this? Do I really need to do this? And all of the what ifs, like what if my harness breaks? What if I break my leg upon the landing? What if I don't make it across? What if I don't grab the rope? What if someone has to come and rescue me? And so like at this point, my voice was coming from fear for sure. So you know, I did end up going through with it. I made it and then got out of that harness as quick as I possibly could. But in that instance, there was a ton of self-negotiation coming from fear for sure. Although I'm glad I went through with it. It's just, that was another situation where that self-negotiation was coming in. And there are times when that voice inside your head has merit and it's coming from a place of love and compassion too. But how can you tell if those sentences in your mind are coming from a place of self-love or from a place of self-sabotage? And that's what I often ask myself. And here's what I think. From self-love, so my decision to follow through or not follow through is rooted in love for my well-being, not out of fear. And it's clearly aligned with my values. That's how I know if my decision is coming from self-love. So an example of this would be if my values are to prioritize a healthy body and movement and I'm ill, I can decide decide to do what is best for my body that day, which may be to rest. And this decision is made out of love for myself. There is no guilt associated with this decision. And again, that's how I know that this is coming from self-love, right? And again, it's really allowing yourself um, that I don't want to say wiggle room, but it is um, acknowledging and simply allowing the option for yourself to be there out of self-love. Now, you know that you're acting out of self-sabotage because there's an element of fear and even an irrational fear, I would say. There's possibly an element of guilt 
Self-sabotage is also very draining because you have a constant negotiation going in your brain. And there's this element of cognitive dissonance, which is when you're holding like two contradictory beliefs. So for example, with the gym, um, you know, I don't really need to go today um, because I can do my workout here. But on the other hand, my goal is to, um, let's say, build muscle. Well, if I don't have my weights at home and I know that that's part of my regime, right, there there is that cognitive dissonance there. Self-sabotage is resistance, which ultimately leads to anxiety. So resisting this action in the moment does not align with your long-term vision of yourself. So you're resisting that. Let me give you an example, another example. If I've decided ahead of time that I'm going to the gym Tuesday morning, then I wake up on Tuesday morning and decide to not go simply because I don't feel like it or because I worked out yesterday or because I don't have a hair tie, which actually happened to me, I'll be thinking about that decision all day long. I gave into my short-term comfort in exchange for my long-term goals. So let me say that again giving into my short-term comfort in exchange for my long-term goals. Don't get me wrong. We have all been there. But I think that the ultimate goal is to have fewer of these self-sabotage negotiations that we give into and more self-love negotiations that we can accept. Right? Now, Self-negotiations do happen all of the time. Should I press snooze? It's only one bag of chips. I'll exercise tomorrow. But it's deciding if they're coming from a place of self-sabotage or self-love that will guide you. So ask yourself, is this going to benefit the vision that I have for my future self? Because again, if we go back to our definition of self-negotiation, it's when there's an obstacle or a difficult path that our self-sabotage will be at its highest. So for anyone who is going through a change in their life, maybe in your job, maybe you've bought a new house, maybe you've begun your health journey, which includes being more active and eating better. Just remember that those sentences in your brain will come up to try to prevent you from feeling discomfort in the moment. But that doesn't mean that you have to listen to those sentences either. Let's have a look at self-sabotage in the model. And remember that the model includes circumstances that are neutral, but how we think about those circumstances determines our feelings, which propel our actions, which ultimately create our results. So let's take the circumstance that you have a goal of eating, let's say non-processed food, and you're at a party and all there is available to you is processed food. Maybe your thought is, I don't have a choice but to eat these foods. And then you possibly feel guilt or you feel stuck or even bummed out. So then you negotiate with yourself a bit. Maybe you try to rationalize eating these foods. Then you end up eating mindlessly the foods in front of you and then beating yourself up later for having made those choices. And your result is one of self-sabotage. Now, if we take this same circumstance which is your goal of eating non-processed food, and you're at a party and all there is available is processed foods, you can choose what you want to think or how you want to respond to your thoughts. So for example, you can choose, these are the only foods available and I'm going to honor my goal and not eat 
Or maybe your thought will be these foods don't align with my ultimate goal, and I'm going to have a limited amount of these foods. And in that moment, there's a feeling of self-love, self-compassion. And then you choose to go forward in a very conscious way, either eating or not, but it's intentional. And the result that you end up with is a decision based in love for yourself. It's very intentional. So just notice that in both circumstances, there is freedom to choose. And it's how you will be left feeling at the end that will guide you into knowing if you've acted from love or from self-sabotage. So I want to leave you with some tips for making your decisions out of self-love and leaving the self-sabotage behind. Number one, make your decision out of love for yourself. Number two, align your decision with your values for yourself. Number three, ask yourself if you are avoiding temporary discomfort. Number four, once your decision is made, move on and don't ruminate on the topic. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to remind you to go to activatecoachingbykelly.com and feel free to grab your self-discipline formula, which might really help you with um, this above topic and even simply setting your goals. And please subscribe to the podcast if you would and pass it on to anyone who you think would enjoy or um, get some use out of these uh, tips. All right, everyone have an intentional day. We will chat with you soon. Take care.